Welcome to the Equip and Encourage podcast. My heart and prayer is to be an encouragement to you in your pursuit of Jesus and to equip you in the advancement of His kingdom. If you'd like to connect with me further, head on over to my website at pastorjoshleadership.com. What's up, guys? I hope you are having a fantastic week. It's that day. It's Thursday. I finish up my week by coming and trying to just give a little bit of encouragement to you guys to help push you into the weekend. I hope you're doing well. I've had a great week, and I just wanted to encourage you a little bit today. I want to talk a little bit today about growing up. Grow up, church. I feel like that there's a lot of immaturity in the body of Christ. So there's a couple of things that have kind of been on my mind that I wanted to talk about today. As I mentioned a couple of episodes ago, I said, hey, we're going to really be trying to provoke your mind, provoke your thinking just a little bit this season. And normally we try to keep things real upbeat. And I want to be your biggest cheerleader. And I am, but I also want to provoke you on to good deeds. And so I'm going to be doing that a little bit during this season. I know those of you that follow along with me every week, you probably recognize that I am not in Haiti. We were supposed to be in Haiti this week. We got a phone call and things are really, really bad. So if you could pray for us, Uh, things are terrible in Haiti right now. There's always civil unrest there. Uh, But this past week, there's just been a lot of uh, murdering and people dying on the streets, a lot of fires, a lot of riots and revolts happening in Haiti. That's not uncommon, but it's kind of escalated right now. So it prolonged our trip, uh, kind of set our trip back a couple of weeks. So we look forward to being there in a couple of weeks and hopefully come live when we're there. Well, hey, before we get into this week's teaching, I want to get into this week's equipping session. One of the most awesome things that I've experienced lately is the new Leland album. Now, I've always kind of liked Leland. His old albums were pretty good, but his new album is called A Better World, and it is phenomenal. I have been playing it. There was a lot of singles that came out. I'm not a big fan of singles, but several singles came out before the album was released. Uh, One of those songs is called Waymaker. Waymaker is a powerful song, but the whole album, there is just something on it. I've been listening to it pretty much nonstop. Great uh, to listen to when I'm studying or praying or just worshiping the Lord. It's just been phenomenal. I listened to it yesterday when I was mowing the grass early in the morning and just, man, it really has ministered deeply to my heart and just a great uh, album. So I'd encourage you to go out and get it wherever you stream music or if you buy music, go ahead and do that. Leland better world. It's awesome. Well, hey, I want to talk a little bit today about maturity. Grow up, church. I feel like that there's a lot of immaturity in the church. Now, I want to talk about a couple of statements uh, that immature statements, maybe not immature Christians, but immature statements that Christians make. And before I get into that, I got a couple of passages here. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18 says, but grow, but Grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory, both now and until the day of 
eternity. So the, the, the provoking statement there from the Apostle Peter is grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus. Growth is something that starts when we first come to the Lord and it's something that, that, that will never end. I believe we'll be growing even into eternity. We'll be growing in grace. We'll be growing, growing especially in knowledge. Uh, years ago, I ran b- across a church sign. This is early on. This is, you know, 25, 25 plus years ago, probably about 93, 94. I was driving by a church in my hometown, Odessa, Texas. And like many churches, they have that marquee out there where they can swap out the letters. And they had something on there that they would actually take off and put back up uh, from time to time. And it always said on that particular sign, when growth stops, decay starts. When growth stops, decay starts. And I'll never forget that statement, how true it is that when we stop growing, we really start dying. We start decaying. And so it's so important that we are making sure that we are keeping a sharp edge on the sword of our faith, that we're growing, that we're developing, that maturing. We are maturing in the faith. First uh, Peter chapter 2 before he ever wrote Second Peter, First Peter chapter two, he says, "Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Grow up in your salvation now that you have tasted." that the Lord is good. So many people have tasted that the Lord is good, and then it just kind of ends there. But the the provoking word of the Lord to us here is that we would grow up in our salvation, that we would grow up in the knowledge and the grace of Jesus. And so I want to encourage you today to grow up spiritually. I know that you have some of those things that you've been dealing with for a long time. Some of you, you know, you are dealing with some of the same sins that you were 20 years ago when you came to the Lord, maybe 10 years ago. And I believe it is time that you move on from some of those things. But there's three things that I wanted to to focus on today, just three, because I'm a preacher and we like to do things by threes and in threes. And so three immature statements that Christians make. Again, I'm not saying necessarily if you made this statement recently, it makes you immature, but it is an immature statement. And the first one is this, I'm not being fed. How many times have I heard that as a pastor, as a leader? How many times have I heard that from people that came from another church that showed up at our church and said, you know, we just weren't being fed. And when somebody says that, I kind of die inside. I I kind of cave a little bit. You know, I cringe. It's so cringeworthy. I'm not being fed. And and all these things I'm going to talk about today are coming from, you know, the children of Israel, things that, that they would say when they were in the desert. You know, if you know anything about the children of Israel, this trip that they made was only supposed to be, you know, like a 10-day journey. I believe it was a 10-day journey. It ended up taking them 40 years. Well, part of the reason why it took them 40 years, it's not because that was God's timing. Not at all. God's timing was to be a lot quicker than that. Their timing was was hindered simply because they could not grow up. They could not get Egypt out of them. And so they got out of Egypt, but they never got Egypt out of them. And so one of the things that they complained about all the time as they weren't being fed. Now, the Lord is providing for them. He was providing food for them. He was providing manna in the desert, but they complained about the manna. And so one of the encouragements that I want to give to you today is that you would start eating whatever the Lord is putting before you. You know, my kids 
are are pretty picky eaters. That's I think most people that have children have kids that are picky eaters. And as we grow, we learn to you know eat whatever is in front of us. But our you know our kids could probably eat mac and cheese for every single meal. Every single meal they could have mac and cheese and chicken nuggets. You know dinosaur shaped chicken nuggets. But the fact is, is that that if that's all they ever eat, they will be malnourished and it'd be easy for them to say, you know, I'm not being fed because you're not giving me mac and cheese whenever tacos might be on the menu tonight. And so many times when people are saying they're not being fed, it's simply because they're just not eating. And so I don't know what they mean by that. If they say, well, you know, whoever I'm listening to, the people I'm around, they're not feeding me. And my response to that, I've never said this to a person, but inside I think, well, you know, how old are you again? Like, do you really need me to spoon feed you? You're not being fed. You know, if the Lord prepares a table before us, even in the presence of our enemies, surely he has something for you to eat today when your enemy isn't present. Or maybe if he is, the Lord has something for you there. So just learn to eat. And I I remember I heard that from a counselor one time. I was like, man, I'm just discouraged. And he said, sometimes you just need to eat whatever the Lord provides. And sometimes it might be a grain of rice. Sometimes it might be a huge feast, but just eat whatever the Lord puts before you. And we see this with the children of Israel, that the Lord provided for them manna in the desert every day. Jesus, we know, is our daily bread. Listen, you have a Bible. You have a Holy Spirit that is accessible to you. So if you're not being fed, then it is up to you. Then you are responsible uh, for that. So, uh, and some, listen, sometimes others will contribute to our spiritual development, but we cannot hold others responsible for our malnourishment. We cannot hold others responsible for our spiritual malnourishment when we are simply not eating what the Lord has provided. So eat the bread that the Lord provides. Again, it might not be your preferred food for that day, but don't say you're not being fed. That's just immature. The second thing that I hear a lot of Christians say that is immature is that I prefer worship like dot, dot, dot. You know, the children of Israel, when they were in the nation of Egypt, they learned the the practices of the worship that the Egyptian people had. So this is why they were so prone to idolatry because the, the, the children of Egypt were idolaters and they worshiped, you know, carved images and these type of things. And so whenever Moses was away, if you remember this, when Moses was receiving the Ten Commandments, then what happened is the children of Israel started worshiping idols again. Why? Because they could not get Egypt out of them and they preferred the worship that was a little bit more tangible, a thing that they could see, a thing that they could craft by their hands, something that was palatable for them. And I've heard I've heard Christians do this. I've seen people, you know, show up to church late just for the simple reason is they don't like the worship. Listen, the worship is not about you. It's not about a song. It's not about an artist. It's not about a tempo. It's not about a style. It's not about a volume. Worship is about God and your posture towards the God that is being exalted in that moment. So worship, listen, you, we all have our preference. We all have the styles that we like, but a true worshiper can worship in any environment. He can worship with music, without music. A true worshiper can worship to country or rap or thrash metal, whatever it is. A true worshiper can worship in any context because he realizes 
that worship is not about him. It's not about his preference. It's about his God. So don't be immature, beloved. Don't make statements like, I like to worship like this. That's great. That might be your preferred way, but don't let it keep you from worshiping. So I'm not being fed. I prefer worship like. And another one is this. I've got four. I I, I thought I said I had three, but I actually have four. Number three is this. You know what they should do is, you know what they should do is, that is an immature statement. You know what they should do is, you know what you should do as a child of God. You know what you should do as an ambassador for Christ, for someone who's fully equipped for everything that God has called you. I, I, I believe this. I believe that if God, that if there is something that's on your heart that needs to be done, you need to do it. You need to do it. And when I've heard that a lot as being a leader in the church. People will say, you know what y'all should do? You know what we should do? Listen, don't bring your ideas without bringing your hand to help carry it. So come out there, jump on board, and don't just have great ideas. Put muscle behind your ideas. So don't make that. Listen, making observations is easy. Uh, having ideas is cheap, all that. But what is lacking in the church is not ideas, but it's the willingness to serve. So number four, the bonus fourth one is this, just complaining in general, just complaining in general. Listen, the complaining is really the thing that the, the, the discontentment in general is the thing that kept the children of Israel in that place for 40 years. A whole generation of complainers had to die before they could receive what God had promised, before they could receive the will of God. A whole generation of complainers had to die out. Philippians chapter 2, verse 14 says this, do everything without complaining everything that's everything that we don't complain about people we don't complain about our government we just don't complain at all because complaining is immature grow up church quit complaining grow up church quit bringing just ideas grow up church be able to worship god in a context that you're a little uncomfortable with grow up church pick up your spoon and eat Ephesians chapter 4, verse 21, Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Verse 23, Ephesians 4, Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature. When you came to Jesus, you got a new nature. You're not a sinner anymore. You're a child of God. You're the you're the redeemed. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Put on that new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So how do we grow up? How do we grow up? Number one, just be devoted to devotional times. We used to have a song that we would sing way back when I was helping with children's ministry. <laughs> yeah, I helped with children's ministry. Isn't that funny? There's no way I could do that now. And uh, we used to sing a song that said, read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, grow, grow. Read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, grow, grow. Don't read your Bible. Don't pray every day, and you'll shrink, shrink, shrink. And this is 
a very true and profound statement in a children's song that if we will feed our faith, if we will get in the word and we will pray, we will grow. That we don't just go to church. We don't just hear messages. We don't just listen to podcasts. We don't just watch videos of Stephen Furtick or whoever. No, no, no. That we take responsibility for our faith, that we get before the Lord. We read our Bible, we pray, and we watch growth take place in our life. And it isn't something that's that's necessarily forced that we grow in a moment. We grow daily with those daily devotions. Just be devoted. Don't just have devotions. Have a devoted life. But you, but that all starts with having a devoted time, that you have a devoted time, a devoted place that you get before the Lord at least three or four times a week, and you're spending some time with God. You're talking to God. You're reading His Word, seeing what He has to say from you. This is how you grow. This is what disciples of Jesus do. Number two, have spiritual conversations with spiritual people. Listen, you need to get around some people. You need to get around people that are more mature than you and the Lord. You need to ask some questions and then you need to be quiet and listen for answers. You need to be talking about things that you're processing. You need to be talk, having difficult conversations with believers, not to the point to to uh, to forward your, your agenda, but just to simply wrestle with the things that are on your heart and on your mind. Having spiritual conversations will help you grow. So have those conversations, deal with those tensions that you have in a healthy environment. So be devoted, read your Bible, pray every day. Come on, have a little worship time together, just you and Jesus every day. Number two, have those spiritual conversations. And number three, serve consistently, serve consistently, serve at church, get on a a city program, serve your city, serve your family, serve somebody consistently. This is how we learn the heart of Jesus is by serving others, by giving to others, by investing in others. Grow up church. (laughs) That's my message to you today. Hey, I hope you're doing awesome. Sure. Love you guys. I'm encouraged that you take the time to listen. Please, if you will do me that favor, share this share the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're on YouTube now. And so uh, help me out. Let me know I'm being a blessing. That encourages me to keep encouraging you. Love you guys. Have a great week.